that's right we truly believe that that is the idea uh you need to keep calm you need to keep calm and advent on when things get crazy when things just get out of control that's what you need to do look we really honestly we really believe that you got to look forward to the second coming of jesus because that's the that's the end that that's at the beginning but that's the end at the same time of all these issues of all these problems and and we want that to stay as a message for all of you uh that as uh, this world just spirals towards the end it's okay it's okay five words keep calm and advent on uh jason andrew what's up how are you guys doing good so far man um saturday um i enjoyed it i was actually in church today um i was translating one of the live sermons uh obviously there was no one in the church it was for it was for facebook live i believe um but it, it felt good it felt good even though the church was empty it felt nice uh for to be there on a saturday and to actually like be in the building i, I kind of missed it yeah it, it's, it's gonna be a little weird right uh, trying to go back but um but that's good though that's good at least the building is still up yeah <laughs> yeah, because I remember I, there was some meme out there talking about me burning churches, and that's not true. I just want to clarify that that's not going to be happening. So, Andrew, what's up? How, are, how have you been? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I think I think you're lucky because um, Christopher was the one that was preaching. So you're lucky exactly. he didn't throw I got, any I of those memes for up there. <laughs> lucky he didn't throw any of those memes out there, bro. <laughs> oh, that's that, that's great. That's great. Hey, we want to welcome everybody that's joining us today. Um, everybody that's connecting with us. Uh, at this point, um, you know, I, I mean, it's crazy. We had Jaylene uh, as the first one uh, in the chat saying happy Sabbath. So she, she uh, actually texted me as soon as she went live. She's like, hey, tell Elias that I beat him this time. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at that. So, you know what? And we miss Elias. We know that he wasn't on, I believe, last week. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that uh, it looks like there was an issue with one of his family members. Someone passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so we're, we're praying for him. Um, and uh, again, a shout out to everybody that's joining us. Uh, I, I see here Jessica, I see here uh, Sophia, I see Jasmine, I see Javier, um, and anybody else, because I know there are more people than that on the, on the uh, uh, live uh, transmission here. So uh, we're just thankful that you guys have been able to join. And a special shout out to uh, High Desert Bilingual and Inland Spanish, right, which are obviously the main churches that have been supporting us up until this point. Um, I, hopefully everybody's also aware. I think most people are aware, but we're going to say it again. We're going to keep saying it. You can connect with us and you can know what the next conversation is about through Instagram. Isn't that right, Jason? Yeah. Um, we've said it before and we'll keep on saying it. Um, the Instagram is keep calm, carry on. We don't put the on in there just for name purposes, but it's keep calm, carry on. Keep calm, um, advent on. Advent, calm, on. Advent, advent on. Advent on. I'm sorry, guys. It's advent on. Mistake about, um, so yeah, it's Advent Don, and uh, yeah, you guys could um, connect with us there. We have our email up on there. We also have a little um, on our story, our our highlighted stories. We have a, a question section, so just hit us up. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And again, um, we're we're working on a few other things to. Uh, as Andrew had mentioned, uh, we're trying to get a few more things out during the week. So uh, as soon as the new topic changes, do you guys had an idea what we were going to talk about today? Uh, but once we get into this new topic, uh, most likely for next week, uh, we just want to make sure you guys are aware. And that way, as uh, as things come out, as new things come out, we're also you know making sure that that you guys are aware of what's going on. Isn't that right, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're trying we're trying to work on those T-shirts, man. Uh, we're gonna get. We're I've been saying that for a while, but. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get those to you guys soon, hopefully. 
Yeah, I know some people are looking for merch. I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> I, I have no idea about that stuff. So that's out of my, out of what I understand, but but we're working on it. Anyways, again, we want to connect. We want to thank everybody who's connecting with us today, uh, who's watching us live. I know Genesis was the last uh, comment that came in. Uh, make sure that you let us know that you're doing okay. Uh, if there is uh, something that you want us to talk about during this conversation, related to this conversation, let us know. We want to hear from you guys. And that's, that's obviously uh, number one. Because uh, we want to make sure that these uh, comment, uh, these these conversations and the comments that we make are relevant to you. That that's the number one thing. Obviously, we're trying to bring scripture into a conversational format, uh, but we want to make sure they're relevant. That's that's uh, that's a big thing. So, um, anyways, we're gonna jump into this because I think we have some very interesting uh, discussion points here um, in continuation from what we did last week. But before. We jump into that. Want to make sure that the Lord is going to be with us, that the Lord is going to bless us. So, um, I, you know, I'm going to have a quick word of prayer here. And uh, wherever you guys are at, let's just bow our heads and let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be here, to be present, uh, to be able to connect through this way. Uh, thank you for all those who are connecting with us live on YouTube. Uh, we're asking that what we're about to talk about, may it be a blessing. May it help us continue in this conversation uh, dealing with the Sabbath. More importantly, allow us to speak what the Spirit wants us to speak about. Um, and, and even though we come from different points of views, we do ask that the Spirit incorporates that and brings us to a greater truth. Lord, we thank you for being with us. Stay with us at this moment. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, for those of you who were with us last week, or if you were not with us live, but you saw it afterwards, you know that our topic last week was about the Sabbath. And specifically, we were talking about the importance, the relevance of the Sabbath. What is the significance of the Sabbath in our lives? That was our number one uh, point last week. But we had a lot of things to talk about. And there were some other questions that have popped up. And I think there are going to be more questions today that you will have. I know questions that I have, things that I want to discuss. Um, so this is part two. But we've kind of changed it up a little bit. It isn't just a normal continuation of what we talked about. We're not going to reiterate the same questions. What we're going to be doing is taking it a step further. Uh, we want to start now exploring the practical side of the Sabbath. And that brings up a lot of different points of views. And I mean a lot, okay? Because in terms of you know, opening up Pandora's box in oh, that sense. Yeah, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. And look, and I'm going to tell you right now, I was thinking about this. I don't know if we can answer every single situation and scenario out there. I don't think that's possible. But we do want to have a conversation about how we come about to those things. But uh, before we enter into that, um, we, I think we have to start at a very, very basic question, uh, because again, we're convinced that the Sabbath is something that should be kept, but let's start off with this. If you keep the Sabbath, does that save you more, more like does keeping the Sabbath save you? And, and I, cause I think there's a, an idea out there that perhaps it does. So um, I, I just want to hear uh, where, where you guys are sitting in that. I have my opinion on that, but what do you guys think? Does keeping the Sabbath save you? Um, I actually came, when I, when I was trying to like ready for this, I actually came across an article and it was talking just about that. And um, some person in the article stated Romans 14, uh, five, through, five through six as the basis of his argument. And I thought that was very interesting. Let me pull it up. Let me see. For Romans 14 verses 5 through 6. And it says, one person esteems one day above another day. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. 
He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe. So I find it, I found it very interesting that that he pointed that out. He said he put in his in his comment, he put Romans 14, 5 through 6. But and then what I thought was weird was in his comment, he only he read up to five and he's like, and I'll stop my argument right there. So he didn't want to keep on reading it because if you would have read verses verse six, it answers the question. It's like it's like he who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And in this, in the context of this, it's talking about the Sabbath. So he who observes the Sabbath observes the Lord, right? And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. So he like you don't observe the Lord, like you don't keep the Sabbath. Now we know that Jesus said, "If you love me, keep my commandments." And one of those commandments is to keep the Sabbath, right? So if we're not keeping the commandments, like how, if we're not keeping God's law to the fullest that we can, to the fullest knowledge that we can, if we have that knowledge that the Sabbath is the day of the Lord and you're not keeping it, that's sinning because you know what's right and you're holding back from doing what's right. You're, you're mm-hmm. holding back from following the law of God. That, that, that's, how, that's how I view it. Okay. Andrew, what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... I think um, this is a great question because we've asked this in, in several uh, other of our conversations. You know, does church save you? Does such and such save you? But I think this one's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we have to treat it as such. Um, the first question I would ask you guys in, in laying the foundation, I think this is important because um, in, the, in the last conversation we left off, right? How do we treat uh, non-believers or, or believers who don't uh, affirm the Sabbath, right? How do we treat them? And I think this is the balancing act for both of them. Um, so the first question I would just ask right off the bat, is it a sin to keep the Sabbath? Like, is it a sin to not keep the Sabbath? What do you guys think? Just right off that, just from the beginning, is it a sin not to keep the Sabbath? And I think it lays, that lays the foundation for the following questions. What do you guys think? I personally think that if you have knowledge that the Sabbath is the correct day, and you, you're not observing it, I think it is. Okay. I, and I what about you, Mitch? You, uh, no. you, you smiled at me. No, no, no. I'm smiling because uh, unequivocally the answer is yes. It, it, it's a okay. God's moral Absolutely, law. Absolutely, right? It's okay. a God's moral law. And so you can't. Right, you, guys, you, guys, you, guys, you guys were scaring me a little bit. I said, <laughs> and, I, and I think that that's, that's the foundational issue, right? If it's not a sin to keep, you know, it depends on how we view the Sabbath, right? For, for a non-denominational who doesn't believe that the Sabbath is binding, obviously to them, the Sabbath, not keeping the Sabbath would probably not be a sin to them. So that's why I wanted to lay the foundation. If Sabbath is a sin, right? Not keeping the Sabbath is a sin. That means it's a transgression of the law. The Bible says, "Who he whoever breaks the least of the commandments and teaches men to do so, he will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven, right? So we have to treat it, in it like the commandment, right? Like the rest of them. And um the following part that I want to uh, actually address is found in Hebrews 10:26, and this actually goes to what Jason was saying, um, right? In Hebrews 10:26 through 27, it says, "For if we sin willful, willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fear indignation which will devour the adversaries." And in essence, right? The question is, can the repetition, right? We, we know that a certain law or a certain commandment by keeping it will not save us. But the question then becomes, 
can us not keeping a certain commandment cause us to lose our salvation? Or better yet, can the repetition of failing to keep the Sabbath cause us to lose our salvation? Because right here it says, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, and I think it all hangs on the not that, that statement right there, for those who have received the knowledge of the truth, right? Uh, there no longer remains a sacrifice. So in essence, if I read this, how, how it's speaking, right? Here in this verse, if we continue to not keep the Sabbath and we have, re and this truth has come to us, there no longer remains a sacrifice. Who's that sacrifice? Jesus, right? But a certain fearful expectation of judgment. But then this, to, to balance all this out, right? I, I think that we have to look uh, more closely at that statement after we have received the knowledge of that truth, right? I think this becomes a point of contention, especially, right? Um, I don't know how many of you guys know uh, this week, um, I think Christopher posted on his Instagram, uh, he, he put a, a, a great legend has died this week. I don't know if you guys know who uh, Ravi Zacharias, I know Mitch, you know who it is? Absolutely, yeah. And, and he passed away this week, right? And um, I'm, I'm gonna say from the get-go, he, he was one of the reasons why I started looking into apologetics and why, what some of the reasons why I started look, looking at it differently. And, and he gave me a different perspective. You know, uh, when I compare him to other apologists, he just was on another level in the way of answering, right? It seemed like he was, uh, he answered people more than questions. But the reason why I asked this, because then we think of someone like Ravi Zacharias, who I, I can't say if he really received the knowledge of the truth about the Sabbath or he didn't but he passed away. So then the question becomes, was someone like Ravi Zacharias lost? Right? And I think that that's where we start to kind of, kind of uh, juggle between these different ideas. Because um, right here, it clearly says there is no sacrifice that remains. Jesus, the sacrifice does not remain if you have received the knowledge of the truth, right? If you willfully, after having received it, right, uh, continually sin, right? So we have to balance this uh, uh, this idea of the knowledge of truth. And I want us to turn to, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, yes. before, before you go there, before you go there, um, the problem is in the statement, the knowledge of truth. Exactly. Be because I say that because it isn't simply just reading about something. It isn't simply just saying, Oh, Oh, look, Oh yeah. Exactly. Thank commandments say that. Imagine someone who's been brought up in a Christian home that has been taught that um, first of all, God works in different dispensations. Uh, God works through dispensations. And what I mean by that is that in different stages, he works in different ways and applies different rules to different people throughout the ages. Um, and then they're also taught that um, the 10 commandments and everything that you find in Torah was primarily for the Jews. But as Christians, we have been liberated from those things. Then all of a sudden they've grown up with this idea that the Sabbath is not binding. Now, I, we cannot put ourselves in the position of God. No, right? We cannot do that. And, and, and so we're only speculating at this point. But the idea is that I believe that when he says, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, it is that knowledge that convinces you of a truth. And you say, wow, it is clear there. And then the, the key for me, the key statement here is willfully. By the way, this is the same definition that I believe John puts um, when he talks about what the definition of sin is. And when he, when he defines lawlessness, the idea of lawlessness isn't just breaking the law. The idea of lawlessness is rebellion towards that law. So it is, it is willfully knowing 
that this is what the law says, but I go in contrary direction. That's what he's speaking about. So it's hard to say that about other Christians because I don't know if they have been convinced of the Sabbath truth yet. And I say yet, and I put that in quotes because we're going to get to that a little bit later. But sorry, I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that. Oh, uh, uh, you're, you're going exactly along the lines that I, that, that I was going to, that I was going to, well, I was actually going to mention uh, 1 John 5.16, right? 1 John 5.16, right? It talks about the sin that does not lead to death, right? Um, 1 John 5.16 says, If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life. To those who commit sins that do not lead to death, there is a sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is a sin that does not lead to death. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who was born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him. And we know the son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him, him who is true. And we are, and we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. He is a true God and eternal life, right? This sin that, that does not lead to death is, is the sin, you know, this sin uh, uh, of ignorance, right? Uh, of, uh, like you said, of not receiving the truth. Right. And that, that, that key, that key phrase says born, uh, everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning. You said that the word willfully, right. A, a, a rebellion. There is a sin that does not lead to death in the sense that someone who has, there, there's a barrier there, right. We, we know the wages of sin is death ultimately. Right. But there is that sin that does not lead to death. Uh, uh, uh Paul kind of describes this in his pre in, in one of his statements. I remember what book he, he says, where he talks about his previous life, right? That, that God brought him pretty much out of ignorance, right? He thought that he was worshiping God. He had a zeal for God. He did all these things in the name of God, but it was an ignorance that was there. And, and it wasn't until all those things came to light, right? That, that he really had, had the light. But I want to continue to a, a quote from Ellen White that actually emphasizes what you were saying, Mitch. And I think it's interesting. It says, but not one is made to suffer the wrath of God until the truth has been brought home to the mind and conscience and has been rejected. There are many who never had an opportunity to hear the special truth for this time. The obligation of the fourth commandment has never set, been set before them in its true light. He who reads every heart and tries every motive will leave none who desire a knowledge of the truth to be deceived as to the issues of the controversy. The, decrees, the decree is not to be urged upon the people blindly. Everyone is to have sufficient light to make his decision intelligent, right? And then obviously uh, in the end of times, right, it says that the Sabbath will be the great test of loyalty, which will we get, um, I'm sure we'll get into sure. uh, later that sure. I don't want to sure. touch on. But that, that, that point that, that I want to make is that it says, but not one is made to suffer the wrath of God until the truth has been brought home to his mind and his conscience and has been rejected, right? It's like you said, it's not a superficial reading of, oh, this is the Sabbath day. This is some, right? It has to be brought home to the conscience and it has to be reject, rejected. And on top of that, it says, um, the obligation of the fourth commandment has never been set before them in its true light, right? Yeah. So yeah. all these things have to come in. And sometimes I think we we make a, even a Seventh-day Adventist, we'll, we'll take that step uh, like you said, that 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 judgment seat, if you can say right, uh, uh, to to some of these non-denominational, and we'll we'll take that further further step because sometimes we say, oh well, 
I preached that the, the Sabbath message to that brother 10 times, 15 times, 20 times, and he hasn't received the truth. That means that, you know what, there, there, there's, no, there's no hope for him and there, uh, he's lost. But we're putting ourselves in a place, right? And, and I was speaking about this earlier. The Bible says that one plants the seed and another one waters it, but only God can make it grow, right? So who's to say that we have, that that person who's receiving the Sabbath uh, uh, a point, right? Has, it has been brought to his conscience in its true light and has been convicted of it and rejected it completely. We can't put ourselves in that place. You know what I'm saying? No, and no, you're, no, we do you're, that sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. We, we put a number. We say, yeah. oh, if I preach to this person about the Sabbath uh, 30 times and he doesn't convert, then that's it. But we can't put ourselves in that place. No, no, you can't. You can't. But I feel like either one of you have not answered the question yet, because the question was, does keeping the Sabbath save you? Because I'm going to summarize it. Correct me if I'm wrong. What you guys are saying. Hold on. I'm going to summarize what you guys are saying. I think what you guys are saying basically is that willfully not keeping the Sabbath will lead you to death. Okay. I'm going to say that willfully not keeping the Sabbath will lead you to death. The question is, let me put, let me put it a different way. Can the Sabbath lead you to life? Now the Sabbath will not save you. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make that very clear for a second. Uh, this is the same concept with the law. Uh, the keeping the law will not save you period. Okay. That is very clear in Paul's writings. That is it. There is nothing that you can do to merit salvation, but now it depends on where we are in standing with Christ, because if you are without Christ, the law condemns you. And so therefore not keeping the Sabbath essentially condemns you if you are without Christ. If you are in Christ, though, the law takes a different shape at this point, and now it becomes the standard of righteousness. And so we're talking about perhaps Christians who are with Christ or in Christ, right? And they say, we believe as Jesus as, as our Savior and as our Lord, and yet the Sabbath truth is there. Oh, man, this is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm treading dangerous waters here, okay? The Sabbath truth is there, and I feel that it is clear. And if you are in Christ and you are not living up to the standard of righteousness of which the Holy Spirit is trying to lead you to, well, yeah, absolutely. You will not end up in heaven. I don't think the Sabbath saves you. I'm going to say that. I, I, I think you guys agree with that. Keeping you know, the Sabbath yeah, yeah. doesn't save you. But um, I think we have to determine who we're talking about as well. Yeah, that's very on point because uh, another way, you are keeping the Sabbath, but during the week, you completely forget that you're a Christian. It could be that you're putting on Saturday, you're putting up a front and you're going to church. You, you know, your memory verse, you read the lesson, you try to give a Bible study, but during, during all that time that the church members don't see you, you, you're a completely different person. It's the same thing. Even though you're keeping the Sabbath, it still doesn't save you. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to, to answer that question, but I, the reason why I, I refrain because it kind of leads to a, uh, 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 something will probably uh, hit later on, right? Because I do believe that there will be a point where the, the Sabbath will cause, can cause, or will cause people to be lost. Or or, or, or to be saved. So or, this or, is, to, this is, or to be saved, yes, yeah, depending on is, your 
Yeah, that's correct. Absolutely, absolutely. And, that, and that's what I'm trying to say is that depending on where you are at in the situation with Christ and as in the in the standard of righteousness, this may make all the difference. Yeah. Um. I I think that though, if we're gonna just answer the question, just as you guys have done, I'm sorry, I, I'm not saying you guys haven't answered the question. I know you guys have answered the question. What I'm trying to say is that a, a, a clear statement right on this. Um, it, it's that Liverpool FC up there that's throwing me off. I, you know, oh man! You know, it's it's the colors up there, Jason. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'd rather see Manchester City up there, but that's a whole different story. I, I tried to change my lighting in the room, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, no. But but um, I, I think that when you look at the reality of what Scripture teaches, we keep the Sabbath. We keep the Sabbath because I think all you guys keep the Sabbath. I keep the Sabbath. Many other people who are watching keep the Sabbath. And again, thank you for all those who are watching us right now and are connected with us. Again, let's get your comments in there um, on the YouTube chat. Uh, we, we again, we want to hear what you think about this. Uh, but I think for those of us who keep the Sabbath, we got to remember that we're not doing it to be saved, but we keep the Sabbath because we are saved. Amen. Right? Uh, the order is extremely important. If you are in Christ, the Sabbath becomes the standard of righteous living, which means that first you must be in Christ, and then you look at that and say, "That is what I need to do." Um, you, you, you know, it 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 does have a very important role. Now, I, I kind of want to push this further now. Okay. Because I think, I think we've kind of talked about the meaning of the Sabbath and whether or not we should keep the Sabbath. I, I hope that our conversation has been clear enough in keeping the Sabbath. But, but here we go. I'm curious because I heard this once from someone. Uh, the Lord tells me to remember the Sabbath day. person didn't really trust whether or not the Sabbath is the seventh day of the week, our seventh day of the week. And by the way, uh, Jason mentioned this last week. If, if you guys want an answer on that, go to what Jason talked about last week about the Jews and you'll, you'll be, you'll be able to get a pretty good answer about the seventh day. But then the question was, well, why can't I just keep any day? Right. Why can't I just keep any day? Why does it have to be the seventh? Does it have to be the seventh day? Why can't I just decide I'm going to do it Monday, Tuesday, but I'm going to keep the Sabbath the way the Bible tells me just on a Monday or a Tuesday. Okay. I've heard this from people. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. I think it's very clear since creation, like that seventh day, like no other day was sanctified like the Sabbath day. So I, I think to me, that's like, it's like, it says it from creation and all throughout the Bible, it says the, the like in other books, it talks about how the seventh day is sanctified. Even Jesus himself talks about that. So it's, that, that, I think that's why like, yes, go for it. Keep every, every day of the week if you want. But the seventh day is it's just sanctified. Maybe all the other days could have been blessed, whatever the case could be. But the Sabbath, the seventh day, God put it from the beginning sanctified. That was it. That, I feel like that, that, that just like, it's, it's right there. It's like settles it. Very it settles beginning. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that, I think we're, we're uh, how would you say it? Not going, uh, what'd you say, walking on glass with all, all our answers, right? Because this is a, this is a very touchy, touchy subject, right? And we, we don't want to, we don't want to, um, not answer wrong, but we, we want to make sure we we're, we're 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 using the right phrases and all this. But no, yeah, why can't why why the question was why does it have to be the seventh day and it can't be any other day, right? So Jason said something important, right? This is something that was that we talked about last week that it was established from creation, right? That God established the seventh day, right? Uh, as a day to uh, to remember and reconnect with him. And, and this is the, you know, we talked about this last week. But one thing I uh, we probably bring up later, but I think that the importance is because because God said the seventh day, right? Not, not he didn't say the sixth day, the fifth day, the fourth day, right? 
And, and if we read in Revelation 14, 6 through 7, right, uh, uh, the, uh, the three angels message, right, which is it's going to be a point of contention uh, in the end times, right? Uh, I'll read it to you, and I'm sure we're going to mention it later. But it, it says, then I saw another, fl- another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, right? Just want to stop there because remember the Sabbath day? It was to who? To mankind, right? We looked at this last week. It was, you know, uh, man was not made for the, uh, or I always get them confused. I always get them backwards, but right. So this idea that, uh, that it's going to be to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people it says saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judge- judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth and the sea and the springs of water. That phrase right there, they're directly quoting from, from, from the Sabbath commandment, right? So the Sabbath would be a point of what contention because it would be pointing to worship. And the reason why I mentioned this, because in the end times, right, at seven day of Adventist, we believe that there, it will become a point of contention, right, of worship, right? And if God is saying that the seventh day is the day that he calls holy, right, it is possible, right, we talked about it in, in previous uh, uh, conversations, to give a worship that is not acceptable to Christ. You see that? If you guys remember uh, uh, Cain and Abel, what happened there, right? R- right from the very beginning, right? Abel gave his, his offering and it was acceptable to God. But then when it talks about Cain, it said that his, his offering was not accepted, right? He gets angry. He kills his brother. So there is a worship that is not accepted. And uh, the Bible uh, says that this is the patience of the saints. They are those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus, right? So the com- keeping the commandments of God is something that's clear for his remnant people. And if, if God's commandment is saying that the seventh day is the day which will, will point to creator, which will point to worship, any distortion of that would be what we want or mixing in what I believe is, is, is something that, that, that uh, I can, like, like Cain said, Cain uh, offered his worship what he thought was acceptable to God, right? Does that make sense? Fair, fair, fair enough. But let me, but let me, let me just, you know, just say, hey, well, what if I, what if I am going to keep the seventh day? I, I'm just going to keep it every seven days. Like I'm going to be strict to my seven days, right? It's just, well, it won't be the seventh day of our current calendar, right? It's, it's just going to be every seven days. So I am keeping a seventh day. Why, why can't I just do that? Well, I, I think that we established that last week, that, that the importance of, of how we were able to, if we're saying that God has commanded the seventh day, then there, that demands of his worshipers, the Bible says, seek what pleases the Lord. That means that there has to be some, something on the part of the Christian to say, what is the true seventh, seventh day? If I'm a true Christian, a true follower of God, I want to know truth. I don't, I'm not going to risk uh, 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 this just on okay, well, every seventh day, I'm going to calculate my own seventh day. If I'm a true worshiper of God and I want to follow his commandments, right? And to, uh, uh, right? Not obviously not to be saved, but because this is a reflection of, of, of my love for Jesus Christ and my love for God, then we have to know well, what it is that God saw as the Sabbath, not what I think is the Sabbath or what I want to put as the Sabbath. Okay. Okay. F- fair enough. Uh, Jason, Andrew. All right, here we go then. But was not the Sabbath made for man? Wasn't it made for me? 
why not? I'm serious about this. Like, why not? Why? Why? I mean, if the Sabbath was made for me, if God made it for me, then I'm going to just rest every seven days. And that'll be my Sabbath. And, you know, and, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll worship on that day and I'll, and I'll praise and everything. Like, like I, I, was it not made for mankind? And I am part of mankind, just like you guys are. But why was it made for mankind? And we touched on that last, on last week, right? Because what it pointed back to who, right? It, it wasn't to point to ourselves to, to, to make this day uh, of self-exaltation. And I would, I would even say that that takes the position of, I wouldn't say, I would say the satanic principle that I will put myself above, you know, a, a God, because at that point you're establishing your Sabbath day, what you think, right? Mm. The idea of I, which is something that I think I wouldn't want to tread on and I wouldn't risk, I wouldn't risk my Christianity on that. Jason, I know, I know the, I know the clock is running in, in your brain right now. I can see the gears going, what's going on. What you thinking? All right. For that, I'm going to pull up a verse. And I, I mentioned this to you guys during the week, cause it's a verse that that like really like clarified things for me, specifically when it comes to this. Mm. So it's kind of, I guess you could say it's kind of like personal to me. Isaiah 50 through 58, 13. And it says, if you turn away your foot from Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day. Oh, snap. We got lost. Mic drop right here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You're done, right? You're done. That, that was all you needed. <laughs> and call the hey. Sabbath of delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him not doing your own ways, not doing your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. All right. So that says it clear. Like, it's, it's not about you doing what you want, what you think is right, what you think is like the, 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 the right thing to do. It's what it's what, what that got the day was sanctified by meaning sanctified like to me honestly to me specifically when it comes to this like meaning sanctified only one person can own this up some somebody that is somebody that is holy somebody that himself has always been sanctified his entire his entire existence and that's god i'm not i'm nowhere near that i'm a sinner so why am i gonna take something and make it mine when from the beginning before creation it was already put as as, as, as a, as a holy day for God. Yeah. So, so we're getting, yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting into some very interesting verses here, but let me, let me just say this. I, and I, I'm asking these questions because I, this is what I have heard before, but um, I, I've always had two answers to this. And, and, and let me, let me hear what your opinion is on this. And by the way, everybody who's watching us live, you got a comment on this. You got a question. We want to make sure we, uh, we, we get you in the right. We can see it. We see Saudas comment. Uh, about pushing away the Holy Spirit, you can be lost. And that's absolutely true, right? And I think that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure we don't push away the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, number one, nowhere, nowhere, literally nowhere in scripture does God say, keep a day out of the week. Mm. Nowhere. Every single time God gives the order, when he talks about the number of days, he always says to keep it on the seventh day. Six days you shall work, says Exodus chapter 20, right? Genesis chapter two, verses two and three says that the Lord created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. Deuteronomy chapter five, once again, says, remember the seventh day, right? The Sabbath day for in six days. Um, so we keep seeing this over and over again, but I, I kind of agree with what you guys, and, and I, I put it in a little bit different. Um, why would somebody want to change that to begin with? And, and I, and I feel that the reason why, like, like, why not the seventh, I, I would say, well, well, what's wrong with the seventh day? I mean, if God said the seventh, what's wrong with it? 
And then I think the only logical answer to why someone would say not the seventh day is because of convenience. That day just doesn't work for me. So I'm just going to keep another day, right? And, and so again, I find no other logical reason as to why you would want to change the seventh day unless it was out of convenience. And so I think if the mentality is, well, Lord, look, I agree. I mean, I think you should keep the Sabbath. I'm convinced of the Sabbath truth, but I don't want to keep it on this day. I want to keep it on a different day. Then, then how is that listening and following and obeying God? I was actually speaking to someone not too long ago, and they told me that when they became um, Adventist, one of the hard things for them was the Sabbath, because for them, during work, um, that was the day that they made the most profit in work. So so coming from a non-believer standpoint to become a believer, that's why it's hard for some, that could be hard for someone, because it's it's a day, like you said, out of convenience. It's like, for them, it was more convenient to work on a Sabbath on Saturday because they made they made more out of work on that day but it's in situations like that where you have to put you have to use all the promises in the bible like test test god he's gonna he's gonna come through some other day during the week he's gonna show you that hey look you don't have to work on the sabbath like throughout the week throughout other days if you keep my day i'm gonna bless you i think but that's that that could from a non-believer becoming a believer that could be one of the hard points because it's convenient for them it's it's in their state of mind. It's more convenient for them to work on the Sabbath than to give it up. Yeah, I, I want to just add to what you guys are saying. Just uh, kind of adding, um, you know, we we can't mix what what we want into in, into what God has said, and then we become our own arbiter, right? We become our own authority on this, right? But uh, there was an interesting quote. I mean, uh, that, that I was listening to uh, a message. It says it said that it's easy to obey God when we understand. Right. And, and, and I thought that was so interesting because you like you said, why the seventh day? Why not the sixth? Why not the fourth? We understand the importance of the Sabbath day, but why not the third, fourth, fifth? Right. It could have been any day. Right. And it says it's easy to obey God when we understand. Right. But what about when we don't understand? Mm. Right. I think that's what, where the problem comes in. If we look at what happened in the Garden of Eden, what happened? God set a certain regulations. Don't touch this tree. Right. And sin became into this world. Why? Because they didn't understand why God put that there. It's like, well, you know, there was this, uh, this, this thing lingering in their head. And I think that's what happens with us sometimes. It's easiest for us to obey God when we understand what he's trying to communicate to us. But when we don't understand why he did something, that's where the question just remains. And that's where it starts to spring up. Uh, yeah. And, and look, it, it may be a very good intention to say, look, I'm going to keep the Sabbath. I'm just going to keep it on a different day. But there's a there's a uh, a saying that I'm I'm sure you guys have heard uh, that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions are not good enough. I'm sorry. It may sound really good to you, but but the idea here is who is who is supreme in our lives? Who is who takes the priority in our hearts and in our minds? Who determines what next step we take or how we determine that? Right. And and I think I think this naturally leads to to where I wanted to get to, and I think what most people want to know about. Right. Is that okay, fine, right? We, we keep the Sabbath on the seventh day. We know that the Sabbath is truth. We know that the Sabbath is binding even until today. But the million dollar question with all of this is, well, how do you determine what to do or what not to do on the Sabbath? Uh, because out of what I know, I, look, and I may be wrong, okay? Because I haven't read every single book out there, but I don't think there is a book out there that says Sabbath manual, 
what things you can and cannot do. Uh, latest edition 2020, right? Like, I, I don't think there is such a thing as that. And it's crazy because when I was, you know, when I was growing up, I don't want to date myself, right? But who cares? Whatever. Um, I, when I was growing up, I remember- As long as you're not um, carbon dating yourself, brother. No, I'm not, I'm not carbon dating myself. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I remember like it was, okay, you can't watch cartoons on the Saturday. That's cool. You know, but there was no social media back then. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. So now the question is, well, does that extend to social media? And somebody will say, well, wait a minute, but social media, they got sermons and stuff going on, especially right now during quarantine. And so things all of a sudden start becoming really gray, right? And it, it, it becomes very difficult to say this is black, this is white, and that's the difference. It's now a lot more complicated, in my opinion, to determine what is right and what is wrong. We're not going to go down the Pharisee road but we still got to figure that out. And so I'm, I want to like, I honestly, I want to hear um, how you guys determine. And again, uh, thank you for everybody that's connected with us. Uh, we're we're going to probably start getting into maybe a little bit more specifics here, but uh, if you got a question on this, let us know, put it in the chat, but I want to hear from you, Andrew, from you, Jason, how do you determine what is right and what is wrong on the Sabbath? I think at least personally for me, it goes a lot on how I was raised being uh, born into an Adventist home and also my ideologies that I made growing up. Like, cause I mean, my parents could have told me, Hey, you can't do this. You can't watch cartoons on the Sabbath. But I mean, there was a time for me when, when I, when I would be like, okay, like, yeah, I can't do that on Sabbath, but I would still go and Like if there was a very important soccer game, I would still go out and watch it. And, uh, um, it, it was hard for a while. Cause I like in deep down, I knew like, okay, you're not supposed to do it on the Sabbath, but I would still do it. It's, I feel, um, for me, for me choosing what and not and what, and what to do on the Sabbath. I, it's the same question I, I have repeated in several conversations that we have. It's what would Jesus do? If I'm about to do something, it's like, would Jesus really do that with me on a Sabbath? Mm. Like, would Jesus really like, and like, I feel like it's so for me, it's so second nature to ask that, to be like, what would Jesus do when it comes to the, especially when it comes to religious things, like what would Jesus do? I feel like that's like, sometimes I feel like that's my escape route to like, try to answer questions, but it's like, okay, what would Jesus do? Okay. He wouldn't do this. But sometimes like it, it takes me to the point of like, okay, but am I close enough to Jesus to be able to follow Jesus example? Like, have I, have I truly been convicted of what, of what I say I believe in to actually do what Jesus would do? Um, but, in, but that's really what I, what I asked myself, like, like before I used to be like, Oh, I'll, I could sneak in a soccer game. Like, Oh, I could sneak in a few YouTube videos and I'll be okay. But now it's like, okay, would Jesus really accompany me while doing that? Would Jesus really sit down to me with, to watch a soccer game? And I feel like that, that also becomes like, now that I'm older, now that I've really like, really try to read the Bible right now that I've really tried to have a relationship with God to me now, that's not just my escape question. That really helps me on a personal level, okay, like mm. Jesus wouldn't do that with me. Like, okay, then I'm going to try hard and I'm going to work on that so that I don't do that. So I leave, so I live up to, to Jesus's standards. You know, that, that, that's how, that's, that, I feel like sure, that's sure. my simple rule on how to do it. Sure, sure. Andrew, what do you, what, how do you do it? How do you determine that? This is a tough question. And, you know, and you, you can't talk, speak about this without getting into specifics. And I think that's what we, we, we should do. And we, um, you know, and there's no, uh, how would you say, cardinal rule that, that says this is, this is uh, you know, like you said, a manual. And that's why I think it's so tough. But at the same time, 
I think it was important that God left it like that because there is an aspect of the spirit of the Holy Spirit that works to convict us of different things, right? And 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 this is where it kind of gets dicey, right? Because we start to kind of uh, uh, how would you say it? Uh, show some of the things that we're convicted in of, right? We have to speak of some of the things that we're com com convicted of, and maybe some people are not convicted of those things, and, mm. and we start to start to share, uh, I guess, different lights on each other. Uh, for you know, um, just just for an example, I remember for for me, I remember uh, pumping gas. That pumping mm. gas was never a conviction for me, and 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 maybe I don't know how it, how you guys feel for that. You know, for me, there uh, there was a point where where and we're going to get into this, right? And I, want to, and I want to read some Bible verses because it's not just out of nowhere that I got these, these convictions, right? Um, before I used to pump gas on Sabbath, you know, and I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. I just need to get to church, right? You know, what, what's so wrong with, about I that? Need to get to I need to get to church. How am I going to get to church? Yeah, exactly. There, there, was, there was nothing wrong. And there was a point where I became com convicted. And I want to read several uh, Bible verses with you guys and some of what Ellen White says, right? And this is where it becomes dicey because people are... You know, we, we get we get extreme. We can say we get extreme, but uh, and, and that's why I want to kind of get to some of these verses. So the first one I just want to lay down right off the bat is the one that we've been talking about. Uh, one of the principles that we've been talking about, you know, if you should turn from your pleasure on my day from doing your will, you know, and keep my sat to keep my Sabbath a delight. Right. So the, the first principle is laid out right there. You know, some you know, what what should I not do on the Sabbath is something that is is personally pleasurable to me or something that that even if it's something good right if, it, if it's something that would take away from uh our speaking about my worship to god or my uh spending time with god then i can set that aside for another day right that's the first principle i i, I would lay on and, and um the second uh well we can uh i want to talk about a couple of them right because i remember i was convicted of this as well um uh, i remember uh, at one point uh, going when I when I was older, I was going to 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 go eat on the Sabbath out, right? To go eat on the Sabbath, mm. and I remember I was never convicted of that, right? I mean, it was not something I, you know I, we hear it right in the churches. Oh, you're not supposed to go eat out uh, uh, on Sabbath in the church, but why does it say that, right? There, where, where is there something that says that I shouldn't be able to to eat on the Sabbath if I don't have any food at home, or, or you know where where is that found? And I think that that's the problem when we when we come to these, um, these, uh, I guess things that, how would you say it? Like, like you said, don't watch cartoons on, on Sabbath. Like, where is there a command thou shalt not watch cartoons on Sabbath? Right. Sure. We have sure. to start Andrew. establishing these principles, right? Andrew, and and Andrew. this is one of the ones that kind of uh, got me in Nehemiah thirteen fifteen through eighteen. It says, "In those days, I saw people in Judah treading wine press, wine presses on the Sabbath, and bringing in sheaves and loading donkeys with wine, grape figs." and all kinds of burdens, right? So just the context, this is Nehemiah, right? After they have restored everything back to Israel, read the law, right? He leaves, and then he comes back, and he sees that the Israelites are just going against what they said they were going to do, right? Let me read that again. In those days, I saw people in Judah trading the wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in sheaves and loading donkeys with wine, grape figs, and all kinds of burdens, which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I warned them about the day on which they were selling provisions. Men of Tyre dwelt there also, who brought in fish and all kinds of goods, and sold them on the Sabbath to the children of Judah and in Jerusalem. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah and said to them, What evil thing is it that you do by which you profane the Sabbath? Did not your fathers do thus? 
And did not our God bring all the disaster on us and on the city? Yet you bring wrath and on Israel by profaning the Sabbath, right? So that's one of the the, the verses that kind of uh, uh, has formed my principle as far as, as sure. that, what I was speaking about. But I think we have to determine what does it mean to work on the Sabbath? What that, That's the question, the million dollar question, right? You know, thou shalt not work, you know, you or your maidservant or your foreigner within, within your gates, you know, what is considered work right and right here it says that they were treading wine presses on the sabbath and bringing in sheaves and loading donkeys and wine grapes figs and all kinds of burdens right all these things this is right work but on top of them it said that they sold them on the sabbath right? andrew andrew yes. but let me okay but let me interrupt you here real quick the problem is we got we gotta we gotta differentiate though between living back then and living now and, and that's what I want to do. And, and and the reason I'm saying that is because I don't think the issue so much with keeping the Sabbath is work. Because I think most everyone that understands the Sabbath truth, the problem isn't work. I think the problem is leisure. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the issue, going to what you're saying, I, I, I think, um, or, at least, or at least what you made reference to, is that the reason why scripture doesn't talk about leisure is because leisure was not a big thing in scripture. It was about working. I mean, it was a hard life, but now we have rules that restrict how many hours you work during the week. And so you work your 40 hours uh, during Monday through Friday, and then comes the Sabbath. And what do you do? Now, I understand the issue of pleasure, right? And, and where Isaiah 58 very clearly says, look, do not do your own pleasure. If, if you do not do your own pleasure, if you do not walk in your own pleasure, right? And instead delight in the Sabbath and call them the Sabbath as a delight. Um, I, I think that's where the problem is at. So, you, I mean, you would agree, I, Jason, I'm assuming you would agree. Yeah, going to the, going to, I don't know, a McDonald's and picking up a lunch in the middle of the Sabbath is, is not, is not a good thing to do. Right. No, but, um, yeah. Right. Right. But, but now, uh-huh. yeah, no, go ahead. But, but now the question comes like, well, what, as Jason was talking about, well, what about simply just watching a soccer game? I'm not working. I'm not working when I'm watching a soccer game or I'm playing video games. So why not do that? And, and, and just so to be clear, I mean, I, cause I know people are watching, I'm not trying to say that you should do that. I'm just, I'm just bringing this up because it's true that the work aspect is very clear on the, on the fourth commandment. Is it not like you shall do no work, nor you, nor your son, nor your daughter, et cetera, et cetera. But what, but what do we say about the leisure things? Well, I, I mean, I, I wanted to get to that, but the, the idea is that we have to start establishing these principles because I don't think that these are very clear. I don't, this verse, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't find it till like, like, like two years, three years back. Right. Well, when I started, obviously when I started, um, you know, when I became a Christian at 28 years old, when I would say myself, I became a Christian at 28 years old. Right. So this is a a verse that I never knew. Like there's a difference between someone telling you, Hey, you can't do this. To where the word is saying, hey, there's something to back this up. There's a principle behind this. It's not just don't do this. Hold right? on, hold on, and, hold on. But, but let me, I, I'm sorry. You don't think Exodus 20, verse 8, 9, 10, and 11 are clear enough? Because I think that's, that's, that's about and, as clear as you can and get. And this is the thing, though. And this is the thing. That's the problem I have is what is work, right? I, that, I, that, is the, that becomes the question. Hold on. I, I think we can define work pretty easily. I, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think it's very clear what work is. Work is work. Like work is what pays me. Work is what. I don't. I don't, like, I don't think. I don't, I don't. think it's so clear. And 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 and. I, I want to. Hold on, but, hold on. But let me. But let me finish this. Right. So, 
I, I think, uh, and we'll get Jason into this because I know, I'm sorry, Jason, I think I interrupted you there, but I think work is by definition work. And, and the fact that the, the text itself says, you shall do no work, no you, nor your servant. It tells you exactly what it's talking about. It's talking about that thing. You go to work, Jason, you go to work. I, I Well, I'm going to exclude myself here because my work is slightly different, okay, uh, as a pastor. But if you work, let's say, at a supermarket, it, does the Sabbath command tell you not to work at the supermarket on Sabbath? I think that's pretty clear. Well, and, and this, this, is, this is what I want to say, because I, I don't think it's as, as clear as uh, uh, the fine line of what is work. Because in Exodus 35, too, it says, work shall be done for six days, but the seventh day shall be a holy day for you, a Sabbath of the rest of the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire throughout your dwelling on the Sabbath day. Are you telling me that I can't turn on a stove on the Sabbath? That's yeah, work? What, yeah, yeah, hold and, on. And, and that's what I want to get get to. Hold, he's, hold on. He's underlying. Hold on. Yeah, but we have an, 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 a, uh, a, an, an example before that, because the manna example... Uh, Jason, we'll get you into this right now. Um, the man example before that, before that, points to a moment where you could not collect food on the Sabbath. Funny exactly. thing is that actually you could, right? If you wanted to, you wouldn't find any. The Lord wouldn't send any, right? And if you didn't collect enough, or if you collected uh, um, multiple amounts during the week, right, that would rot. Like you would literally have to prepare everything, everything, every single day except on the Sabbath. And the idea was that on Friday, you would make all those preparations. So this idea of kindling fire, to me, makes sense in their context, not in my context. And, and that, in their that's, context. What, that's, that's what hold I'm on. saying. Not a, people, a lot of people get that. Hold on, hold on. But in their context, it was very clear. The idea was don't make food preparations on the Sabbath. You make food preparations on, on Friday because that was essentially work for them. That was work for us. Work isn't going to prepare. Yeah, that's exactly or go, what. I... Or, or go, um, or go grab something from uh, from the trees or harvest or anything. Jason, get in, there, get in, get in. There. Okay, okay. Jason, so Jason's head is like, tired there. So. Uh, I've been wanting to say Saura's comment because it really hits on point, and it says, "What you do today on Sabbath compared to what you will be doing next year on Sabbath will change as our spiritual connection with God is growing. It is personal between you and God. His work isn't done. I feel, and I." To what I understand and how I am, I personally believe is it's really your conviction as to what you can and what you can't do on the Sabbath it is your spiritual connection with God. Because the more you get closer to God, the more he's going to point you to the truth. He's going to tell you, okay, look, you're going to be convicted of something that you're doing is wrong or something that you're doing is right and keep doing more of it as you're getting closer to God. It, to me, it really, it's, it's your spiritual connection. Cause it could be, I just, it could be that I just came into the church. And I am not convicted that mowing my lawn on the Sabbath is wrong. I'm not going to work. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm doing it at my house, but I am not convicted. But later you, down the road, you later on down the road, I understand, okay, I could do this on Sunday. I could do this on a Monday. I could do this any other day during the week. Why do it on the Sabbath when I could separate that just to like spend time with my family and to be enveloped and to do things that that satisfy satisfy god that, that like i know that are gonna like, take me closer to god yeah like, I, I feel like it really depends on your conviction of it sure sure and by the way we want to again everybody who's with us right now we told you guys we were gonna get we're gonna get this conversation was gonna be very interesting <laughs> and jason i'm gonna push back on you here can't your conviction be wrong though could you not be convinced that that, that, that this is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do and that in itself could be wrong 
And that's the thing. That's where it's a, it's a very gray area, but I feel it goes on with your spiritual growth. Like I, I, in my personal life, my, my, in my personal life, I've been like, okay, I've been doing things wrong, but the closer, the more I've read on the Bible, the more I've, I've had a personal relationship with God. That's where I've been like, okay, no, like this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. And one of them, and I spoke to you guys on it was snorkeling. Oh, whoa. And I, whoa, I, and I talked about whoa, this. I'm whoa. not saying snorkeling is wrong. I love snorkeling. I yeah. love, I dude, I, I went to, I went to school in Puerto Rico. I love the beach. Yeah. And to me, something that wasn't wrong was going snorkeling on a Sabbath. And if you really look at it, there's nothing wrong with it. There's, there really isn't, what are you doing? You're going down, you're viewing God's creation. That's exactly what I thought. But then it goes back to Isaiah 48. 58, That's yeah, 58. 58. Yeah. That's my will. That's really my will. Would Jesus do it with me? Yeah. But is it something that I could do on another day? Do I really have to do that on Sabbath, on the hours that God sanctified? That, 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 that's really got, got my, got the, got the, got the, got my, got my head thinking like, okay, is this, it's not wrong, but do I really need to do it on the Sabbath? Is it something that, that I need to be doing on the Sabbath? It's not like, again, I said, it's not wrong, but I personally got convicted that, Hey, this is God's day. Like I could do this any day throughout the week. I could do this on a Sunday if I have the chance, but it's not something that that it's I could be doing something else instead of going snorkeling, and we talked about it last time. It really comes down to 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 human selfishness. I could instead instead of going snorkeling, I could be going door to door, handing out centinelas. I could be going. I could be giving a Bible study. I could be doing something else, something productive, something that does good. And with that, like I could bring up the text. What is it? It's Matthew. No, it's Mark three. Mark 3, 3. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And I feel like that also hits right on point. The point is doing good on the Sabbath. There's nothing wrong with doing good. Now I have, I've met people like, okay, we talked about going, going out to eat. Okay. Maybe you're convicted of that, but what if going out and we kind of touched this during the week too, when we were preparing for this, going out, if you see a homeless person on the Sabbath and you know, they're starving, you know, they want food. Is it wrong for me to go to McDonald's and buy them food? That's my question to you guys. Is it wrong for me to go out and buy them food? Uh, well, uh, and, and just <laughs> before Andrew, before you get in there, I, uh, before, before, and before I even answer that, uh, Jason, I just want to say, I feel like crying right now that you finally come over to my side about the snorkeling, man. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, no. But look, I, I, I do agree with the conviction thing. And, and I, and I think that we have to go back and I, I don't know if Andrew, you're going to say something about I've, this. I've been, try, I've been trying to get yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Point, well, I, I don't know if we have to go back to this idea of limiting of Sabbath as a limiter of selfishness. If I'm going to buy myself a, a, um, uh, 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 I don't know, a cheeseburger, for example, right? If I'm going to go buy myself a cheeseburger on the Sabbath, when that is not a necessity, as opposed to someone who is dying and needs to eat, and I need to go buy them a cheeseburger, I think that makes a difference. But the, the big difference is, am I doing this for myself? or Am I doing this for others? Anyways, Andrew, I'm, I, you know, again, I don't, I don't want you to get upset at me, brother. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree with every everything that you guys were saying. You know, I, I think that's, a, that's a wonderful comment, you know, of, of uh, you know, it's absolutely true. You know, we're, we're constantly growing in grace and, and, and our convictions 
are definitely I hope that they're not the same as they were yesterday or or we or we're starting to backtrack right that that's absolutely true but I think what we're trying to do is with this segment I hopefully is kind of bring to light some of those things some of those principles and why we're convicted of those things right and and I and to you you said that it's something that was clear and and to me it never was and I think a lot of people are in that boat where what is that fine line you know and I and to me that conviction was something you know that whole idea that you said you shall not kindle a fire throughout your dwellings on the sabbath day of course right we have to look at the context of, of, of that period of time you know kindling a fire in that time you had to go chop down a tree break it up into pieces you know uh, get get all this of course that's considered work right if we think about turning on because there's people that believe that we can't turn on a stove on the sabbath day because of this verse or 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 Sure. Or, or whatever sure. right but the idea or the spirit we have to look at the spirit of the law right what is the spirit behind this the idea uh behind this right is that that we're not doing this 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 laborious work where we're keeping ourselves from spending time with god right and, and i think that 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 we have to look at these different things and um i wanted to men mention all, uh, all all different things uh especially some of the things that ellen white says because some of the things she says are kind of like well like i don't know about that i well, yeah, we, but, right. But let me but let me say something about Ellen White. And um, I think one of the big challenges that the people that are watching us also have is that they have conversations with people who do not see Ellen White as a prophet because they're not Adventist. Right. Generally speaking. And we for the record, we have this conversation even within Adventists, unfortunately. But um, so so whatever highlights because Ellen White highlights biblical principles. But if anything, the, the more that we can bring out of scripture, right, I, I think helps out most of us. But Ellen White does say some very interesting things. And, and, and I think that when, when we start to read some of the things that, and I'm sorry, Jason, we're going to get back to that, that question you asked, because I actually, I actually want to talk about that a little bit more too. But I just want to continue because we have to think about the spirit of the law, right? Uh, uh, what is trying to be said, right? And, and what do I mean by that, right? We know that uh, Jesus on the Sermon of the Mount, right? He, he changed, he, he, I guess, enlightens the people as to what was the intent of each commandment, right? For when we say the spirit of the law, we're talking about uh, when, the, uh, when Jesus says, before it was said, if you kill the man, you were in danger of going to hell. But now I say, if you get, even get angry with your brother, you know, you're in danger of going to hell. So in essence, thou shalt not kill. The spirit of that law is do, do not even get angry at your brother, because in essence, that's breaking the uh, 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 love your neighbor as yourself, right? So that's the spirit of that law. And so I think that when we look at the, uh, the, the writings of Ellen White and some of the things that we say, well, that's kind of well, out there. We have to look at what was the spirit of what she was saying, right? What was behind what she was trying to say, right? And um, some of the things that she said, I don't know if you guys have read, you know, some of the things that she says on traveling, on cooking, right? Uh, even swimming, I'm, I'm going to bring, bring some of those up, right? But I think if we look at the spirit and the things that she says, the purpose, like, like what, what is found in what, in what you said about the manna was this idea of pre preparation, right? Getting this into our minds. And, and I have the verse here in uh, Exodus 16, four through five, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that, and it says that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as gather as they gather daily. So it's not only about the Sabbath day. There is this preparation process 
that has to take place, right? It says that I may test them if they will keep my law. So it is this idea of preparing for the Sabbath that kind of comes into all this, right? In Exodus 16, 22, it says, and so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you boil uh, and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourselves that all uh, all that remains to be kept until morning. Of course, we all know this, this story, right? Sure, the sure. preparation, right? And I just wanted to mention it. But like I was saying, um, some of these things that she says, right? Uh, uh, and I'll give you a, a kind of a, what she was saying, right? We were talking about the, the kindling of the fire, mm -hmm. right? Because some people view that as, mm -hmm. hey, we can't turn on a fire or anything. She says this in testimonies to the church of volume. It says, while cooking upon the Sabbath should be avoided, it is not necessary to eat cold food. In cold weather, let the food be prepared the day before be heated and let the meals, though simple, be pal palatable and attractive. Provide something that will be regarded as a treat, something that family do not have every day. What is the spirit of what she's saying? Does that mean, you know, oh, we shouldn't cook at all? She's saying while we cooking on the Sabbath should be avoided. If we can avoid it, if necessary, avoid it. But it's not necessary for us to eat cold Hold food. On. Hold on, right? hold on, Andrew, you know, Andrew, hold on. Yes. I, I hear that completely different. Can you read that one more time? Read that statement While cooking time. upon the Sabbath should be avoided, it is not necessary to eat cold food. Okay, see, I, I because I, I read that differently. Not differently, okay. completely. I, I just, okay. I just talk to me. I would say that what she's saying is, do not cook on the Sabbath, yeah. but you don't have to eat cold food. Absolutely. In other words, in other, and, and that to me is different. Exactly. In other words, the, the statement is very clear. Do not cook. And what do we mean by cooking? You guys yeah. know what the process of exactly. cooking is. Now, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, whatever, right? You're going to cook some enchiladas and you're going to fry the enchiladas and then exactly. you're going to put the filling and you're going to cut all that stuff. She's saying, don't do that. And and that, exactly. and that I think is pretty clear. Mm -hmm. the, the issue is that then we can take it too far and say, well, you know what? Then the only thing I'm going to do is just eat frozen veggies, right? Because exactly. I'm not eating- And, that, and that's fire. what I'm- Right, but what I'm saying is that it is still clear enough though, you should not cook. Yeah. Heat up, I'm, I, I'm laying cook. these principles out because people don't, some people have never read this. I, you know, and, and these principles are things that, that, that we have and we say, oh, well, that's too extreme. But what is the, the spirit behind it? Why does she want us not to cook on the Sabbath, right? What is, there's a preparation, right? The, the Bible says it is a test that we prepare the day before, right? And, and, uh, and look at what she says this. This is, this is another one. Uh, it says Sabbath dishes. Right. Some of the things she says are pretty hard to swallow, but it says we would charge all not to wash their dishes on the Sabbath. If this can possibly be avoided, God is dishonored by any unnecessary work done on his holy day. It is not inconsistent, but proper that the dishes should be left unwashed till the close of the Sabbath. If it can be managed. Many people, I'm sure, wash their dishes on the Sabbath. Sure. And, you know, and I'm bringing this principle because I I see this and I say, Oh, well, that's extreme. What do you mean? Don't wash my dishes. But she says at the end of that quote, if this can be managed. The yeah, key to yeah, that, yeah, right. And, yeah, and this is the yeah, idea of yeah. preparation and, and all these. This is the principles that I want people to get. Right. right? right. Not, right. Let me let me let me yeah, I know. Look, because uh, we could go into really specifics here. The commandment is very clear, right? God. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Genesis chapter two. Right. Where he says that God rested on the seventh day. Okay, then he blessed it, then he sanctified it. 
And then you go to Exodus chapter 20, when the command is given very clearly now. And God says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Okay? Holy. Sanctified. The idea is that this must be a different day to all the other days. I think that if, um, if oh, by the way, I just saw this comment right now. Uh, Isaura says, I'm grateful for paper plates. Amen. All right. <laughs> paper plates should be used on the Sabbath. I agree. Anyways, I hate washing dishes. I think, I, I don't know if you guys like washing dishes. I can't stand it. Paper plates are the best thing in the world. But look, I think that the that there's a principle that she's getting to. And I want to see if you guys think, because this is one of the ways that I determine what should be and should not be done. First of all, I ask the question, right? Am I deceasing? Am I resting? Am I stopping something that I normally do during the week? This is why I turn off the TV. This is why I turn off the news. This is why I don't watch Sports Center. I like watching Sports Center. All right. I, I, I like football for that matter. And college football is great. Guess when college football plays? Generally Friday nights and Saturdays. Like I can't, I can't, I just can't do that. And so as much as I love football, Sabbath tells me to stop. Stop. Okay. That's the first thing. Stop. And then what is the question, right? Uh, so there is a restriction. And then it says, look, keep it holy. And that concept of holy is to literally differentiate a period of time, 24 hours, where it is different to what you do during the rest of the week. So if during the rest of the week you do elaborate dishes, why are we doing elaborate dishes on the Sabbath? Um, if, if during the week we spent time working, why are we working on the Sabbath? You, you guys, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Like it, there has to be a clear and obvious difference between the Sabbath and every other day of the week. Has to be. That's the idea of holy. That's the idea of sanctified. And, 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 and I just, just want to mention, right? I, I mentioned these because, like I said, this was something I just found this, right? Her on, on, on washing dishes. Up until this point, I've washed my dishes. I'm going to be... Clearly honest, I'm being 100% real. I, I've washed my personal dish. I never you gotta, you was, listen I, to Ellen White, I never bro. saw this. Huh? You got to listen to Ellen White, bro. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, right, and, and we see it as extreme, right? I'm like, when I read that, I was like, whoa, you, I can't wash my dish? What do you mean I can't wash my dish? That's crazy. But if we look at the principle that's being said behind this, right, and, and, and I think this is the, the part that we have to hit on the most, right? It's not about just not doing things, right? It's we're putting all this aside, all this work, so that we can spend every single second with our Lord, Creator, and Savior in communion with Him, whatever that may be, whether it may be going uh, to go feed the homeless, uh, uh, preaching His Word, uh, uh, helping out in food bank, uh, uh, making the Sabbath a delight, right? This is not supposed to be like, oh, now I can't wash dishes on the Sabbath, right? I mean, I, I, I don't like washing dishes in general, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's like we have to look at it from that perspective. We can't sure. look at this as like, oh, man. Oh, these are all like principles that are, these are harsh principles. No, the principle behind this is preparation and spending time with God, right? And just like Jason was saying and how the, uh, uh, one of the, they commented on that, right? We will constantly be getting all these principles and a year from today, right? Uh, we're going to be keeping the Sabbath, hopefully uh, uh, even holier than, than we are Right, today. right, 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 right. And let's just, but let's make this clear though. This idea of a year from now, we may be keeping the Sabbath, not differently, but better. Exactly. And, I, and I think that has to be established because unfortunately I have seen people take steps backwards when it comes on the Sabbath and they're just like, you know, I just, that's fine. It just doesn't matter. Jason, you wanted to say something. Um, yeah, yeah, no, like I just thought it was kind of funny because you said, Oh, we don't have to leave elaborate dishes on the Sabbath here at our house. Sabbath is when we eat the best food. 
Like Sabbath is like, oh, my mom like went off the hook with the food, right? She prepares it all that stuff. She actually prepares Friday and whatnot. But um, it really goes down to preparation. It really does because it, it, it's it's so simple just to like like um, Armando, um, Armando Sanchez made a clear uh, clear decision. He was like, there's a lot of there's a lot of things we can do to obey God and not eat cold food. And he's like, he's noting that it was necessary for the Israelites to go pick up firewood and all that. For us, it's easy. Prepare Friday, Saturday. As soon as you get back from church, turn it on, warmed up. As soon when you're how I do it, it's like I get home, I change clothes, and then I go eat. And by the time I'm done changing clothes, the food is done and it's ready to eat because sure. I prepared it the night before. Sure. It's simple, but it, it's having that determination to really want to prepare, to really want to make sure that. I don't feel God on the Sabbath. That's really going to push for us to be prepared. Um, when, when I used to go to the, when I used to live in Las Vegas, um, the youth out there had a, a program for quite a few years that every Saturday morning at 5 a.m., they would go feed the homeless. And something that I liked is that they asked, um, they would ask the youth to prepare whatever they could on Friday so that just on Saturday morning, they could throw everything together. So that meant like some of the youth made, made eggs, some of the youth made beans, whatever it was. Then Saturday morning, they all brought it together, um, brought it together on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. put it all in together and then went to go feed the homeless. The key was doing the preparation. You're, there, there was nothing wrong with that. Like you're still getting together. Like you're, I guess you could say working to put the food together, but the thing was doing something good out of it. It wasn't that it was left to, oh, wait, wait, I forgot about it. Let's cook Saturday morning. No, the key is getting prepared. Like, like, and one thing, I have a feeling, I know what Andrew was going to say about feeding the homeless. You could be prepared for that too. Like, I get it. If you're going down the road, like if you're on a, if you're on a trip for some reason, you're going out of town and, and you meet up a homeless person at the gas station or something, or you see someone homeless along the side of the road. I understand that. But you could literally like, okay, I know I'm most likely going to bump into someone that's homeless along the road. I could already have pre-made sandwiches or something that I made the day before. So like, it really comes to how it really goes down to how determined am I to keep the Saturday, to keep the Sabbath as best as I can. Yeah. Let me, let me just, uh, let me just, so, or sorry. I, I feel like I got to clarify something here. We're clarifying a lot here. Today. I know. I know. Cause when I said elaborate dishes, I'm not saying don't eat elaborate dishes. I'm saying, yeah, don't make, make a meme. elaborate dishes on the Sabbath. That would be my argument here. Like, like you could say, Hey, I'm going to don't prepare, all my morning on, don't prepare them on the Sabbath. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like, just uh, like try to prepare them on Friday. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Leave everything ready to go and eat the elaborate dish. And the promise that we receive in scripture is that if you do that on Friday, your food will not spoil on Sabbath. Cause that's what happened with the manna coming down for the mm-hmm. Israelites. Jason, uh, Andrew, I, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to mention that. I wanted oh, to yeah, make things I, clear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jaylene said, said something here. Um, where she says something about uh, doing good on the Sabbath. And back to the question uh, that, that Jason was having, you know, can, can we go in there to the McDonald's and, and buy food for, for this man, right? You know, and I, I would lean on the, this principle that, that Jesus was constantly trying to correct, this idea that helping people, doing good on the Sabbath was something that, that su- I would say even superseded all, all these things, right? Or, or I wouldn't even say supersede. I don't want, I want to use my words right right? That kind of uh, complements the, 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 the idea of Sabbath, right? Uh, uh, what Ellen White and the scripture is saying, you know, if it is possible, if unnecessary, right? Be prepared, right? But this idea of like, uh, it, it, it reminds me of what happened with uh, the disciples. You know, 
if what what happens if for some reason we take all the precautions, all the all the all the preparation, but for some reason, you know, uh, we're out there and, and, and something happens, just like the disciples, right? They were they were evangelizing or whatever or whatnot, and on the Sabbath day, they they got some grain, they they rubbed it in their hands, and they were eating it, right? And the Pharisees were saying, uh, "Look at your disciples to Jesus, right? They do what's unlawful on the Sabbath." And what does he say? What does he say? He quotes back to David. David, right? When when he was with his companions, he ate what was unlawful to be eaten, right? Uh, only by the priest, right? He ate the bread that was was un unlawful, right? And and he uses this idea. He says, "I require uh, mercy," right? Jesus uses that. And I think that at the end of the day, the principle that we have to think about is that yes, we have to be prepared. Yes, all these things, but we have to take. We can't take it to it. To, uh, to the extreme, right? If um, all of a sudden, you know, you made all the precautions and all of a sudden your car breaks down somewhere and, and you're in the middle of nowhere and, and you did, you know, there's something that you couldn't control. And you say, you know what? I'm going to sit here in the car all day till the Sabbath. I'm not going to call no one because I'm going to be working or, 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 or whatever it may be. All right. You take all precautions, right? You're not going to just, just stay there and just, you're, you're in a hundred degree weather or, you know, okay. What, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 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 you both of you, both of you had said this, and I agree. Okay. The idea of conviction and and every every year improving and doing better. And I'm gonna tell you, if someone is convinced that they should not pump gas, if they run out of gas, I can't blame them for that. The problem is when we try to uh, apply that to others or create a burden out of that for others, I think that's when it becomes a problem. Look, because I, I think that if you do wanna take it to an extreme, that's between you and God. What we cannot do though, is make it into a burden. We cannot do that. Because then at that point, we've lost the spirit of the Sabbath. Just to, just to kind of push back a little bit on that example. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and I kind of thought about this idea, right? Because what Jesus is saying, right? They ate what was unlawful. And I made this scenario in my head. I want to see what you guys think about this scenario. Because I was thinking, I was like, a, a present day of what, uh, uh, what was happening there. So we have the Santa Cena bread, right? That we consider sacred and we do all this thing. So what happens if all of a sudden there's this giant earthquake and for some reason there's no food anywhere to eat and the only food that there is was there's a plate of Santa Cena bread that's left there, right? Are we going to starve ourselves because we're not going to touch that because it's holy bread and we're going to take this extreme, right? We've taken all precautions, right? And we're not going to touch that. That's I try to make bro, a modern bro. day. <laughs> bro, you're, you're exactly. Your example makes me laugh, man. Because I'm thinking, it's, about, it's funny, but I thought I was like, "How can I how, make this modern day?" Yeah, I know. How how long have they been storing that Santa Cena bread there? That it's just so <laughs> hey, happening. Hey, they the just hey, hey people, hey, it just happened. There was an earthquake. We were having church service. It just lasted. <laughs> I don't no, know, no, man. Yeah, look, no, I think that's a, I think that's a great question. Uh, in in the sense that there are things that have been made holy, right? And then you question whether or not you can eat them, but there, but there are, look, I, I, the way I've seen uh, the law in scripture is that there is an order of things. There is a priority of things. Number one, this is a day to God first and foremost, right? Before it is a day to your family, literally, I mean this before it is a day for your family, it is a day of God, right? He says it is my holy day. And, and so I, I think that that comes first after that, as long as we are within God's principles of what God wants us to do or not to do on the Sabbath, 
then we open it up to all these other things that we could do. And then we look at the focus on the family, things like that. So with the Santa Cena bread, I would say, look, in extreme cases, go ahead and eat it. Exactly. Either way, exactly. either way, if it's just there, it's not like the pastor has touched it and made it holy anyways, brother. So relax. We're good, man. Okay. No, hey, hey, hey the Santa Cena service was going on. He blessed it. And then all of a sudden the earthquake happened. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though? I, I do. I do. Look, you get what I'm saying? And, and there are it's a case by case basis where we have to not only rely on our uh, on our conviction, pray to the Lord. Right. Seek the Lord in, in, in our decisions that we're going to make, not make this a burden, uh, uh, prepare everything that we can. But if there is a, an extreme circumstance, right, you know, where some of these things right, you said uh, lean on uh, on your conviction and the word of God and, and prayer, I think it's important. But, right. but we, we, but we, we do want to make this a burden. Yes, but we do agree those are exceptions and not the rule. Exactly. And, and, absolutely. And, right. Absolutely. And, and the key here is the rule. Now, we, we got to slowly start wrapping this up because we've been going on here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're hoping that you guys are blessed. There have been a lot of comments that have come in. I just want to recognize some. Um, uh, first of all, I noticed that there was a comment about a question about, but what is our mind on? during the Sabbath, because you may very well not be working. You may very well not be doing things, but your mind may be elsewhere. Look, that has happened to me. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I like formula one a lot. Okay. And before, <laughs> yeah, before, before quarantine, the only one then. okay, no, 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 you're good. But before quarantine, right. The problem with formula one races are on Sunday, no big deal, but on Saturday is qualifying. Pole and plate. you know, you got, you got the teams that follow. I like Red Bull racing. That's, 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 that's the team I, I, I like to follow, right? And I, I could be at church, and at the same time, I could be thinking, man, I wonder if they, if, if they got pole position. I wonder if they're second, third, what happened with Max Verstappen, whatever, right? This is, your mind could be elsewhere. And I think this is where, uh, it, to go to that question, I want to see what you guys think about this. I think this is where you have to say, it is not just about doing or not doing things on the Sabbath. It is where your mind and where your heart is. What, what do you guys say about that? No, that's very on point because our, first of all, like our physical is going to do what our minds and our heart tell it to do. And if our mind isn't somewhere else, it's going to eventually show. So if my mind is not on the Sabbath, eventually I am going to get home and I'm going to look up who, who got pole position. I'm going to look up the, the scores for the football game and the scores for the soccer game. And that's still, that's distracting me on what the day is about. So that, that's also one of them. Like, we could be doing everything in the, in the, in the flesh. We could be doing everything to keep the Sabbath, but if my mind is somewhere else and there's, that's also a problem. And that's, if anything, that could be even a bigger problem than, than just doing like doing things physically. Cause the mind is the, the mind is what, like my way of thinking, what I do with my mind is really what's going to like help me like discern my, even discern my own salvation. Sure. Because I could be professing to everybody, I love Jesus, all of this stuff, but but if I don't if I don't like actually act on it, act on the on the things that I'm saying, like it's not gonna matter. Sure, sure. No, I, I have I have a, a verse for you guys. It's a it's a it's a Bible over the the, <laughs> the counter Bible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but there's a Bible verse because it goes along with you what you were saying, Mitch. Right? How our, and and uh, Jason, how our minds. You know, it depends on where our mind's at. Sometimes, you know, we've all fallen in that. And I include myself, right? Where your mind is on like, oh, you know, you know what's going to happen uh, later tonight or, or, or whatever it may be, right? And where are our minds actually? Because we could be keeping this, well, keeping the Sabbath, but our minds are not 
really uh, on the Lord or, or, or his Sabbath, right? In Amos 8, 4 through 5, look at what it says here. It says, hear this, you who trample the needy and do away with the poor of the land, saying, when will the new moon be over that we may, we may sell grain and the Sabbath be ended that we may market the wheat, skimping on the measure, boosting the price and cheating the dishonest scales. So this was this idea of these people that couldn't wait for the Sabbath to be over because their, their mind was on something else. Hey, I have this plan, you know, so you're not really resting in the Lord because your mind is somewhere else. Sure. Right. And this scripture says it right here. You know, I can't wait till the Sabbath is over. Right. And I think that that's a dangerous place to be. And I think, I think we've all been there in, at, at some point or another, but you know, uh, like you guys said, uh, that, that Sabbath day rest is that, that we should rest in him. Right. And that we ha should have our minds fully focused on him. Right. Um, I, there's some other comments here as well that we got to recognize. Uh, um, um, Maria Elena Najera says, uh, we have to make Sabbath special and not a burden. I would agree with that. Uh, mm -hmm. She says, for my, for my family, Sabbath is a day we eat a special meal and we use the fine china. Um, and, and this brings up a point. I want to I wanna see what you guys think about this really briefly. Um, I hear a lot where people will say something like, oh, well, you know, the Sabbath is a family day. And I, and I would agree. I would agree up to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. The moment that the family takes our mind away from God, uh, uh no. The idea is that we spend time together as a family to edify ourselves within God, right? And I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying that the comment is wrong. I'm just, this just idea of sitting down as a family together, right? I think that's a great thing to do on the Sabbath. Uh, but some people will say, well, because uh, Sabbath is about family, then, you know, I'm going to go to quinceañera of someone who doesn't believe in the Sabbath, right? Someone from my family, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this, or I'm going to go to this party, or, you know, I'm, I'm going to go visit other families. And I'm not saying those are right or wrong. What I'm saying is that the moment that this takes your mind away from God, I think we're running in a very, very dangerous path uh, because God still comes first and foremost, even above family. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's um, like, I mean, you, you kind of hit it on point. Like it, then it goes back, it goes back to, to doing on to, to the whole will thing. Like, holding back from our will is it my will to go to the quinceanera is it my will to go to that party you know um and just like a personal example like for me like even the sabbath like waiting for the sabbath time before before i could say that i became a christian um uh, i would go to church and i would i would literally go to church to sleep because the night before i had been out or because i knew i was going to be up all saturday night going out and church was like, for me, was like, well, I'm going to go sleep out of the sermon. And as soon as the sun is down, I'm out. Mm. But I used to do that more so to keep my parents happy than, than to really try to, to uh, have a relationship with God. And, um, and when it comes to the family thing, like, I, I kind of like how we, I, I like how we don't do it purposefully, but it ends up happening after dinner, like whatever it is here at our house. Um, we end up talking about something that we learned during the week or, oh, I watched the sermon. And then like this conversation starts and I feel like it's the perfect thing. Family time includes talking about God. Mm. And to, to at least here in my household, it's kind of Saturday. It also becomes a day where we could all spend time together because I work, my parents work, my sister's doing school stuff. My brother's doing school stuff. So Saturday also becomes family time. But like you said, as long as the family time doesn't take away from God, like we could still be in, in the family. We could still all be there, but we're all talking about things that edify us spiritually. 
That, yeah. that, that's where I think the key is, the yeah. key difference is, is what my family doing together, what we're doing together on the Saturday, is it edifying me spiritually or is it taking my mind away? Hmm. Um, uh, right in the comments right here, uh, Marn put something interesting. You put family worship, family that, time. Hold on. Is that, is that Pastor Marn Zelaya? I believe so. If, I, if I'm not wrong, I think so. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, shout out to Pastor Martin. He's out in New York as well. So we're happy he's joining us. What, what does he say? What does he say? He says, uh, family worship, family time. We are a part of God's family, right? I think that we, we have to absolutely, what he said, you know, we have, we have to put family first, but it doesn't come before God. But in essence, we put, uh, we put our family to, how would you say, in a place where we exalt God and put god above everything else you know there's um a, a, a place for this and i think that uh ellen white uh talks about this here uh in um testimony to the churches right here it says um all through the week we are to have sabbath in mind and be making preparation to keep it according to the commandment we are not merely to observe the sabbath as a legal matter we are not to understand its spiritual bearing upon all transactions of life all who regard the sabbath as a sign between them and god showing that he is the god who sanctifies them will represent the principles of his government. They will bring into daily practice the laws of his kingdom. Daily it will be their prayer that the sanctification of the Sabbath may rest upon them. Every day they will have the companionship of Christ and will exemplify the perfection of his character. Every day their light will shine forth to the good, uh, to others in good works. But then it says, all that pertains to the success of God's work, the very first victories are to be won in the home life. Sure. Here the preparations for the Sabbath must begin. Throughout the week, let the parents remember that their home is to be a school in which their children shall be prepared for the courts above. Let their words be right. No words which their children should not hear are to escape their lips. Let the spirit be kept from irritation. Parents, during the week, live as in the sight of holy God who has given you children to train him. Train, train for him the little children in your home that on the Sabbath all may be prepared to worship and in the Lord's sanctuary. Right. And I'll just stop there. Right. So this idea that I was speaking about last week, that the Sabbath is only a delight if you are having a relationship with God every single day. But not only that, but you're bringing your family into that worship, into that family worship so that when Sabbath day comes, you have that higher elevated worship and Sabbath. Right. As it's supposed to be not putting your family above God, but bringing them up towards God. Yeah, I like what Martin put, like, yeah, this hits on point. He said, God is the author of the family unit. How do we exclude from our, him from our family on his day to call our attention to himself? Yeah, it's a, it's a problem though, right? Because you can do it uh, and we shouldn't, uh, mm -hmm. especially since God is the one that has brought us together as a family. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I, can, I can totally envision uh, a family going in and saying, you know what? Hey guys, we're going to go to a sporting event today. You know, and somebody could easily say, well, it's family time and we're, and we're you know, we're, we're just we're just trying to uh, do something together as a family. And then and then that's where, once again, the concept of where is God as a priority, even within your family. Now, that may get your family closer together, but that doesn't necessarily have to be done on the Sabbath. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying don't go to a sporting event. I'm just saying this is why, for the record, church is such an important place. Because this is the place where we can go as a family and, and by the way, meet with the greater family that is in Christ, right? But, but uh, definitely, I mean, I, just, I think that it is so wrong for us to exclude God from our families. I don't think that makes any sense at all. I think it's done, though, unfortunately. 
no you're right I, and i and not only just the uh how'd you say it? what is what is the word your your direct family he, he didn't uh i've missed a wedding one time from someone that was really close a family member and because of because of that that conviction right uh because it was on the sabbath right but this idea that if, if we would have I would have gone to that to that wedding on the Sabbath, you know, then my testimony from there on out would have been meaningless if I if, sure. if I tried to reach them. Right. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Well, look, we, I mean, we got we got to start wrapping this up. I, I, we could keep going on this. Uh, just a quick fire. Just a yes or no. I'm just curious about this. Oh, uh, I'm, should you mow your 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 lawn on the Sabbath? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey but Jason, Jason said his convictions. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. OK, I'm, I'm I just uh, again, again, a quick fire. Uh, should you go to a track meet? Like, should you run in a track meet if you're in high school, for example, on the Sabbath? No. My conviction is no. Okay. Hey, okay. can you watch? <laughs> can 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 you watch a race on the Sabbath? My conviction also to that is going to be no. Oh man, let me see if I can if I can do something. Um, can you spend time in nature on the Sabbath? I say yes. Mm, I say yes, and <laughs> I have I have self states. Hey, I have a, a backfire for that one. Can you go swimming on the Sabbath? We'll let, we'll let Jason answer that one. <laughs> that one goes back to the conviction thing. Like, honestly, like, do I have to do it? Or is it, is it my, it goes, it's, it's a full circle. Like, is it my will to go swimming? Or could I be doing something else? Could I be doing good towards the kingdom of God? I, I, right now, I cannot remember who I was talking to. I don't remember if it was this week or last week. I don't know who I, who I was. I, don't, I really don't remember. But the point that they made out was like, okay, is this what I'm about to do? Is this going to be something that's going to help edify God's kingdom? Is it going to be bring somebody else closer to God? I think that's also something that we have to think about when we're doing things on the Sabbath. Like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to go on a hike, but where am I hiking to? Is hiking to that place going to edify that person? Is that, am I going to help somebody else get closer to God through this? Um, yeah, and, it's, it's, uh, it's, that, that was also that was also the debate started. Now I remember who it was. Um, if Jermaine is watching, this was this was something I was talking with him. Um, it was with the whole snorkeling thing. What if like me going snorkeling, taking someone snorkeling in nature, like showing them what God has made? What if that that one event makes them closer to takes them closer to God? And it is on the Sabbath. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but because of that, I made them think more about godly things, made them want to learn more about the God that created this. So it, like, like we said, like Andrew was saying before, it's really going to go down to a case to case basis. Can, can I, can I put a principle to this conviction? Go for it. <laughs> All right. Ellen White writes this uh, letter 252. It says everyone working of Christ in miracles was a, every working of Christ in miracles was essential and was to reveal to the world that there was a great work to be done on the Sabbath day for the relief of suffering humanity. But the common work was not to be done. Pleasure-seeking, ball-playing, swimming was not a necessity, but a sinful neglect of the sacred day sanctified by Jehovah. Christ did not perform miracles merely to display his power, but always to meet Satan in afflicting the suffering of humanity. Christ came to our world to meet the needs of the suffering whom Satan was torturing. All I gotta say. That's all you gotta say. So everybody all I gotta say is next week. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But look, uh, but I think the principle is even before Ellen White, I think the principle is found in Isaiah chapter 58. And I think I think that we keep going back to that verse, right? Thou shalt not I, swim. No, no, the idea of not doing your own pleasure. In fact, I, I wrote I wrote a I because I, I actually wrote this down and and this is coming out of Isaiah chapter 58. 
he says, don't do your own pleasure. Do uh, make sure you do my own way. Don't speak your own words. Call the Sabbath a delight. Like these are all things that are, I, I think that if we follow that, as you said, Andrew, in the spirit of the law, right? With the intentions that it had, I think that is really good guidance. I, I believe there are many things that we can do on the Sabbath. Um, and, and sometimes the problem is that we are stuck on the nose as opposed to exactly. all the things that we could do. Amen. And, and in particular, exactly what you just read right now, I think is so important, this idea of bettering humanity on the Sabbath. I think there are so many things that we could do on the Sabbath, which, which leads to being very careful that the Sabbath isn't a day where you go to a specific facility and sit there and just receive, 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 exactly. receive, exactly. like a church building is, right? But we say, what action is going to come out of this? I think that's so important uh, for us to think about, right? Um, and, and many ways to serve. Um, I, I did want to mention, because um, uh, uh, Armando Sanchez is mentioning this book, um, Divine, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm blanking out for the human restlessness. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Because uh, I had it just- Divine Rest for Human Restlessness. Divine Rest for Human Restlessness, uh, written by Samuel Bakioki. Uh, excellent book, by the way. Very well written, uh, very well documented. I think it's good. Actually, um, uh, Samuel Bakioki has a number of books in English that if anybody wants more information on this, you can read. Don't know if I agree with every single thing that he says, but I think that it's it's very well documented and it shows that this concept of the Sabbath is a very intellectual thing. It's something that we have to think about. It's something that, that we have to see through history and also apply it to our time. Um, and again, there, there are many other things that we could point to. Uh, you know, somebody was talking about uh, Jesus, uh, Martha and Mary. I think that's also a good example of, of determining what goes towards God and what doesn't. Um, I, we have to wrap it up, guys. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. like we literally hey, have to go this. forever, man. This no, no, no. Go forever. I know. I know. Uh, this is the ultimate million dollar question, though. Should you take a nap on the Sabbath? Andrew, go. No. <laughs> no but I, but i've taken one no but i've taken one. Oh man no look um no, we, we can't we can't be in re we can't be resting all day yeah you know what i think that's a little pharisaical brother i'm not sure uh but anyways no look um I, I think that there are a lot of questions that we have about this and we can't answer every single scenario but what we can say is that with prayer and you, i think you guys will agree with me on this with prayer uh asking for guidance from the holy spirit keeping our eyes focused on Jesus and putting God first, I think that God will lead us to right action, to right doing, to righteousness, right? Um, and uh, it, it's something that, again, we can keep talking about it, keep talking about it. But um, I do think that we need to start uh, remembering the Sabbath is a holy day, should be a different day, but it also has to be a delightful day. Enjoy the Sabbath. Just do it within the rules and and the guidance that god has given us i think i think that's the best thing that we can say any last words super quick any last words andrew jason no i, I just want to say I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for this conversation and i feel like we went through all kinds of ups and downs in in, in this area and, and and maybe we might uh maybe some of the other viewers might not agree with with some of the things we said we we're just trying to lay out some of the principles that you know uh, even some of the things that I'm finding out, right? And 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 now I can't unsee these things, right? <laughs> we can't unsee these things, but and I think that's what God wants to do in our lives, right? He constantly wants to bring a higher law in our hearts every single day, uh, if we would allow Him, right? And, and uh, I think that this is what it's all about, right? It, it's it's about God putting a higher law in our in our heart, but not just so it can be so we can keep all these rules. 
but so that, that we may have a, have a higher holier experience with him. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, like we've said before, like even in our video, we have questions too. And sometimes like, this is one of our questions, like, how do I really keep the Sabbath? Mm. And like I said, if it wouldn't have been for Isaiah 58, like my whole snorkeling issue that, that to me, like I, I told you guys, like I told you guys through the week, like when I read that text, like it was like a light went off in my brain. Yeah. Like yeah. I finally got it. And like, uh, um, so it's like things like this, like it, it, besides like trying to like do these things for you guys, for you guys to watch, for you guys to, to like, I guess you could say, have answers to some of the questions you might have. Like these things, at least in like for this one, for example, it helped me. So uh, like, yeah, like. Sure. No, I, learned, I learned about washing dishes. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Look, let me, let me finish with this and then, and then we'll have a word of prayer. I think um, that we hope, honestly, uh, we hope that this conversation doesn't stop as soon as we end this live stream. Yeah. Literally, you got to have people around you. Let's talk about it. But what we try to do is we try to come from biblical concepts, biblical, biblical ideas from Bible verses and what the spirit of prophecy says to come to a truth. So if you're going to have the conversation, my advice is just make sure that you got scripture backing you up, right? Not my ideas, not what my heart feels. It is written. Not, exactly. Got, got to go with that. It is written. And that's really what we want you to do. Continue having this conversation wherever you guys are at within your home, um, at whatever it is, but make sure you got that scripture backing you up. You need that. You need that. Um, we got to wrap it up because my church actually has to use the, the channel here uh, in 10 minutes. We got another Sosei Hoven is coming up. Um, but, um, but we thank everybody that's joined us. Uh, thank you for sticking around with us. We know that today was longer. We're going to have an interesting conversation for you guys next week. If you have a, um, uh, uh, an idea, okay, Jason, how can they let us know about this idea? Go ahead. Um, shoot us a message, either go on our Instagram. Our Instagram has our information. Keep calm advent on. It has our email or you can DM us. Uh, you can email us. You could uh, fill out a question in, or post a question on our on our, our noted stories, whatever it is. Just reach out to us, even here in the comments section. We read the comments, guys. If you have a if you have a question, if you guys want to really want us to cover a theme, or an idea, or or some some type of ideology or something that you heard that's really bugging you, let us know, and we'll we'll do our best to to give you an answer to that. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we got to wrap it up. Uh, Andrew, can you lead us in a, in a final word of prayer here? Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you once again, just as we're closing, Lord, asking that you would continue to be with us uh, in our individual walks with you, Lord, as we kind of try to struggle with some of the different issues that, that we struggle with on, on your Sabbath day, Lord. Ultimately, you know, um, we just want to please you, Lord. Ultimately, we, we just want to have uh, the best and holiest experience that we can with you. And we know that you want to put uh, that law in our heart, Lord, and constantly uh, uh, allow us to, to get closer and closer to those gates, Lord. We just ask that, um, that this experience may be a personal one, Lord, that it, that, I, that it may be your spirit, that it may not just be a bunch of rules that we try to, try to conform to, Lord, but that you may be the one making the changes in us, Lord, and that, that as we've learned new truths today, Lord, that we may be able to put those into practice, Lord. And most of all, Lord, as it's your Sabbath day, just allow us to continue to rest in you and, and in that spiritual rest. I ask this in your name, I pray. Amen. 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 Look, there's so much more to talk about this topic. We hope it continues with you guys, but thank you once again for joining us. Uh, we hope that this Sabbath day was a blessing, okay? And it was something different than all the other days of the week. Uh, as you guys know, I've always said this, we're still in quarantine. Got to keep washing those hands. Watch where you cough, all right? Because it's yeah. just spreading around like that. Just make sure you cover your mouth, 
cover your mouth, make sure you wash your hands. Even if the CDC says it doesn't spread by touching surfaces or whatever, wear those masks. But more than anything, when it gets crazy, five words, keep calm and Advent on. You guys know it. We hope to see you guys next week, next Sabbath, if God permits. Have a great Sabbath. God bless, guys.